In today's episode, we'll be discussing Nightmare Alley, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Bradley Cooper as Stanton Stan Carlisle, Kate Blanchett as Lilith Ritter, Rooney Mara as Mary Elizabeth Molly Cahill, Tony Collette as Zena Crumbing, Liam Defoe as Clement Clem Hoytley, Richard Jenkins as Ezra Grindle, Ron Perlman as Bruno, David Strathairn as Peter P. Crumbing, Mary Steenbergen as Felicia Kimball, Peter McNeil as Judge Kimball, Clifton Collins Jr. as Funhouse Jack, Tim Blake Nelson as Carney Boss, and David Hewlett as Dr. Elrood. The film was released on December 17, 2021 on a budget of $60 million. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Kendrick, we're back with uh, Nightmare Alley. Yes. Guillermo del Toro. I'm going to get this right out of the way real fast. This movie's marketing confused the living shit out of me. This, I could have sworn it would have had a supernatural component to it. A horror element, definitely. Yeah. I was not prepared for a psychological mindfuck ride that I was in for. Right. I agree. Like, my brain was melting by the end of it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if they did. I, they might have done that on purpose because of what you expect from Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, it, it really did mislead what was going to happen well, in this flick. I was watching it. Um, like you said, we were waiting for the supernatural element mm-hmm. with the name like Nightmare Alley and the way the previews were built up. Right. Like, okay, there's going to be some sort of supernatural element. He's known for monsters. Oh, yeah. Great, I mean, shit. Yeah. He won... Uh, best picture for Shape of Water right. in 2019, <clears throat> wasn't it? Right. That's the first fantasy movie. Was well, it 2019 or 2018? Whenever it was. 2018. It was 2018, yeah. right. Uh, first fantasy movie to win an Academy Award for Best Pictures since fucking Return of the King in 2003. Exactly. So he's really freaking good at those mm-hmm. supernatural fantasy horror movies. Oh, yeah. Pam's Labyrinth. One can even make the argument Pacific Rim with his giant monsters and giant robots. He's really good at that shit. Yes. Well, Crimson Peak too. That was mediocre. Sucked. It it didn't say it (laughs) sucked. It was definitely mediocre. It was not his best work. Yeah. But it was was mediocre at best. Right. Uh, Well, he did go from that into Shape of Water. Right. I think no, no, no. You gotta. Yeah. You. You're not gonna hit a home run every single time. Not you go quite out. the follow up I was expecting after Shape of Water, right? Especially like we said, the way it was marketed. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. Oh, it was man! I honestly a ton better than I thought it was gonna be. Really? I mean, I I I know Guillermo's good, right? But I was like, okay, really, what's this gonna be about? I knew it was you know some sort of film noir type thing, but it was it was so incredibly well done. And just the storyline, the beauty of all the scenery, his his camera work, the way he has his visions yep. and uh, promotes them and pushes them on screen, you know, it, it's amazing. He'll stick on a shot a little longer than what you might think, but yeah. it, it you you're looking at everything in the shot and going, yeah, I don't care. That's beautiful, man. Cast was wonderful on oh, point. I honestly best I've ever seen Bradley Cooper since Rocket. 
uh what was that silver lion playbooks i like he was him really in, good yes that. he was good uh i mean i love him in the hangover movies obviously yeah limitless i like limitless love good, that movie yeah. but uh, i i do think this was his his best man i'm not the look there was yeah, I mean he's he's fantastic in almost everything yeah, he does, but he really good. put the legwork in in this movie. Right. Uh, I was. Uh, I, don't at me on this or anything, but Gilmore Toro is literally hands down. You can fight me on this. The best period piece director of all time. Oh, I. I would Nobody say. does period pieces like him. I guarantee. Because there's always something that takes you. Even with West Side Story, right? Spielberg's uh-huh. uh, one that we just talked about. Yes. I, it was a period piece. But it like it fell off, right? When you watch his movies and they're mostly period pieces, you are immersed. You're fucking in that I world. Mean, it is everything says okay. You're gonna be anchored right here in this time period, and everything about it is gonna breathe and sweat. Star is born. That's what I was gonna talk. Oh, about. Oh yeah, he yeah. Great. I didn't even, have, I didn't even get to the list too. yet, and it dawned on me. Yeah. He directed that one, and he yeah. was fantastic. He was good in that too. Very good in that. Um, Though the but, ending did piss me off, but that was a good, oh. Uh, you ever see the place beyond the pines? I did. That was he was really good in that yeah. too. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll give you credit with credits too. He was oh, American Sniper. I think did yeah, he win he Academy good. Award for Best Actor in that movie? No, no, he didn't. I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, I don't remember. He was he's awesome though. Like he's always really fucking good. In anything he does, right? He always puts in the work. And attracted, including received six nominations, including Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Actor for Cooper. Ultimately, winning one award for Best Sound Editing. So he was nominated, but he never won. Yeah, yeah, but still, very good. Yeah, just just amazing stuff. I was amazed by the cast. Obviously, right? We got like us of Willem Dafoe. Uh, Ron Perlman, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of heavy hitters, and there's more. I mean, um. What's her name? Uh, she was in Hereditary. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm not even looking at the list. I'm just sitting here trying yeah. to go through. Like, there's so many people popping in my brain from yeah. this movie. I mean, Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Oh yeah. When Richard Mac Jenkins Lane. shows up, I was like, oh fuck, that's right, he's in this. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. Small part, but just really freaking great at right. it. <laughs> and, and I was like, all these actors, and they felt utilized. Yeah. But they towed the line between underutilized and just utilized yes. like i could have lived with more willem dafoe yeah he did. i could have lived with more tony collette yeah but they i mean I, they I, played their parts exactly and i thought they had a decent size especially in the first act first act was pretty much all of them right you know what i mean uh but you know second act they uh dropped them off a lot and then they just bit pieced uh, Willem Dafoe didn't appear in a third, I don't think. He didn't. He yeah. stopped appearing right after the two-year time skip. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was leading up to that two-year time skip, did the time skip, and then you never mm-hmm. saw him again. You never saw him again, yeah. You never saw most of the cast again after right. that. The only ones you saw were Ron Perlman, Tony Collette, and the, the Major, the, whatever his yeah. name was, the little, little guy actor. The little man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bradley Cooper definitely carried it, though. I mean, oh yeah, they yeah. were missed, but they weren't sorely missed. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just you have those heavy hitters. I mean, Kate Blanchett and him ate up a lot of the screen time at that point in time. Yes, and when they were on screen together, it was like holy fuck, like, yeah. this, something's off here. Yeah, exactly. Like some shit crazy. goes down. Like I don't even want to barely explain this movie because so much happens. 
and it's such a mind fuck as it goes. You're just like, you wait, don't, huh? you don't want to spoil what's going to happen, right? And the things that go on. I mean, I, an overview. Uh, Bradley Cooper is this down as luck guy. Uh, it's, you can tell he's been broke all his life. Yeah, he uh, had real issues with his father, um, and yeah, ends up becoming a carny. He ends up becoming a carny. Yeah. yeah. Works for them, learns some of their tricks, and learns a lot of tricks from one particular guy named Pete. Uh, he's played by, let's see here. Who was Pete played by? Hold on. Oh, uh, it was David Strum. Yeah, David Strum. Yeah. Every time I think of David Strum, I always, always think of the Bourne movies. Yeah. And Godzilla. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I love one. Awesome. <laughs> I like him. What should we do, Bourne Doctor? Movies. Let them fight. Yeah. But, uh, you know does a, such a wonderful job at getting into this. He's a, he's becomes more of a grifter than he really ever started out. To oh, be. he's a hustler. He's a hustler. And he just, he goes from learning the trade secrets exactly to having bigger aspirations and running right. off with what was her name? Marion, Mary, something like that. The Yeah. Yeah. They end up going off. Molly. 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 Yeah. They end up going off and starting a two day show at a hotel and then making a lot of money. But he keeps constantly wanting more, more, and more. more. Yeah. And then the old carnies show up just to visit. Mm-hmm. And Tony Collette does the tarot card reading. Right. And warns him. Like, the cards warn him. Like, if you don't, you're going to come up with a hard decision. Yep. You're going to get screwed. Yep. And he's like, there, I fixed it because he turned the card. Yeah. But and no, it's like, nah, you, you, works, you fucked up. <laughs> like, you get, fucked up. And she, you know, uh, Pete, the carny that he learned most of the tricks from, Kept telling him, don't do the spook show. Right. And then she says it again, don't do the spook show. And Molly repeatedly tells him, don't do the spook show. Right. Spook show was him telling people that their loved ones could talk to them from beyond. Right. He could communicate he, with the them. whole premise is, is he's really good at reading people. Right. And he learns the trade secrets between being a mentalist, which mm-hmm. is just reading people. Right. Reading the circumstances, watching how a person walks and works and yep. making educated choices based off of how they observations off of how they act and what they're about Mm -hmm. and then feeding into it right and people are so willing to believe in that kind of stuff that they fool themselves into believing that and and they're so hungry for the the things in the closure yeah the closure that he's trying to provide he says he can provide and they just buy into it but yeah it's it's a insanely well-written movie obviously well directed mm-hmm. i mean my goodness and like you said the acting i think it's some of the top-notch acting oh, yeah, that absolutely. a lot of these people have done mm-hmm. um you know you look at uh tony collette's character you know tony collette's always amazing yeah though. yeah i mean i wasn't i was not a fan of hereditary okay but she was but amazing Sixth in that. sense well she was great in six Sense. yeah you know just, just incredible i can't think of a movie i haven't liked her right. acting in. I may have not right. liked the movie itself, but I liked her acting. Exactly. She, I love I love Krampus and she's part of the reason I love Krampus so much. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, that was that's a crazy movie. I'll tell you what, both Kate Blanchett and Ron Perlman, yeah. We're in two of the funniest, coolest, strangest movies I watched yeah. this week. <laughs> Seriously. I will agree with you. I I think they, they were both in uh, uh, the Nightmare Alley and Don't Look Up. Right, and in two, I mean, a great totally actress. different roles yes, in both of completely, them. Completely, completely. Kate Blanchett's character in this movie, man, 
You talk about uh, Bradley Cooper being a, a mentalist. Right. She was the mentalist's mentalist. Oh, she was she devious. She was devious as fuck. She I was mean, like a Hannibal Lecter devious oh, at yeah. points. Like oh, yeah. when when it all came out, which you, going down the line, this is spoiler territory, but when the yeah. twist started coming and you know she fucked him over, it's like you Ooh, knew it was weird. coming. Yeah, but you... You were not prepared for how yeah, badly exactly. she fucked him over. I'm going to kill you, but guess what? Yeah. I'm going to kill you this way. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Oh, my All gosh. because he called her out Yeah, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy yep. shit. Like, this is where we went with this? All just for... It was like a super fucking petty reason. Like, I'm looking for big angles here. Yeah. And then that was the angle, and it was so small, small. and so petty. I'm like, uh-huh. this is what we anchored all this nonsense off of? Yeah, all, all this hatred. Holy and this, shit, uh, dude. Like, I was right. not quite prepared yeah, for all no that doubt. madness. No doubt. And yet again, the, the advertisement for this movie led you to believe it was going to be like a neo-noir, mystery, supernatural thriller type movie. Right. And it's just a mindfuck of a movie is what it turns out to be. Yeah, I mean, it keeps the neo-noir era, but it is... Wow. Well, it's what, uh, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. yeah. The crazy thing about it is, you know, we find out most of all the monsters in are the people. Just people. people. Yeah. Yeah. The Carnies, uh, William Defoe. Oh, he's treacherously bad. Yeah. He was bad. Yeah. He had no no emotion, no empathy, nothing tied to anything. No. Let's go get steaks and eggs on me. Yeah. I was like, wait, the fuck just happened here? Just dropped a human being. Off after you've abused him. Yeah, pretty yeah, much drop him at the vet cool. shelter. Yeah. I'm going to go get steak and eggs. Yeah. Give me my new ones. It's crazy, man. Let's go. It's like, wow. Yeah, that was, it was definitely one of those movies that you're going to want a second viewing of it mm-hmm. just to grasp everything. I mean, I got the nuances as we went through. Yeah. Right. Because there's something that's told at the beginning and then something that's told oh, at the end. end. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Okay. All right. Like, I'm in for this. But what could I have missed? Oh yeah, definitely. Between A and B, mm-hmm. you know, like there's 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 something there's going some on stuff. here yeah. that I'm not quite <laughs> catching stuff, just yeah. yet. That I feel I'm gonna feel really dumb when I when watch I it the second time. It. Like, oh yeah. fuck, did I miss that? Yep. What was your favorite part of the whole movie? Oh man, um, I would definitely. I oh boy. I don't, it's hard, spoiler. isn't it? It's, it's spoiler, all though. so good. It's a spoiler. The the my favorite part we of the whole movie Come on, hit it. is, you know, really, f- really finding out he's really a douchebag. Oh yeah, the whole time. Yeah, when it all he's starts not, coming yeah. to a head, and his he's nightmares not even, get toned out. You know, you, you walk along with Bradley Cooper in this, and you think, okay, you're down on your luck. You had problems with your dad, this and the other, but you're not a bad guy. You, I Not thought he was mute guy. for the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because he, he was, barely, he yeah, didn't he barely talk speaks. at all. Yeah. And then he started talking like, oh, he was just a stoic, silent type. Yeah. And I knew something was up with him. Mm-hmm. But when the reveal came out, I'm like, yeah, I knew that. But I wasn't quite ready for how he went about it. Yeah. Cause and he, he it was he, just like, fuck me. He's, like, just, he's, a, he's, a, he's as terrible as the rest of anybody else in this movie. Right. The only one that's really actually any good is probably Molly. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because Willem... Do- I don't know. Ron Perlman and the Major weren't bad. They were just looking to protect but Molly. Here's the thing, though. Ron Perlman was the, like the basically the ringmaster, the ringleader. 
That's true. He was. Yeah. He was the guy. He set up the you know the carnival and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he knew what they were all so about. So they knew. Yeah, he knew everything that was going on. So it's like, yeah, Ugh. yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. Like watching it, I loved it. But mm-hmm. it really made me want to watch Shape of Water again. Oh yeah, I, I fucking love Shape of Water, dude. Yeah, it's a good movie. Michael Shannon. Shit. Oh, it's a good. It's a great movie. I I want to. I do want to see this one again though too. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, it kind of depresses me a little bit because Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro is so awesome. Mm-hmm. I all I can ever think about is like, what if he would just make Hellboy three with Ron Perlman? Mm-hmm. Just give me Hellboy three. That'd be great. Like, I've been waiting forever. That'd be great. I don't think I don't think Ron wants to do it again. He's he's getting up there in age. Yeah. And he's starting to show his age more as he gets oh, yeah. older, obviously. Yeah. And it would be hard, but I think the CGI and stuff is there to right. make it happen and they've wanted to do it, but they never could align the stars. Hmm. Just fucking align those stars, man. Yeah. Like you left me on a happy cliffhanger note of two. I want my closure in three. I and you there was a wild story there to be told. Yeah, no doubt. And we're fucking missing out on it. Mm. But Gilmore's coming a long way yeah. from, you know, what was his, it was Pan's Labyrinth, the Hellboy movies, oh, yeah. to now, you know, Pacific Rim, Shape of Water. And being such a great uh, director, you know, he, he always talks about how he get his troubles, you know, getting financing and, you know, people to accept the pitches he has. In well, he's Hollywood. a very original director. Yeah. And people aren't about originality anymore. They but want franchises. That's, fuck, that's fucking stupid. I agree. I know. He's he's the problem is is he's got so many projects in the ironworks all the time. Yeah, that a he has a hard time committing to just one. I think. I mean, shit. At one point in time, he was going to direct the Hobbit movies. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? He was supposed to direct. They were supposed to be a duology. Oh, he was going to direct them. Yeah. But then it didn't end up working out uh, scheduling wise for him. So Peter Jackson ended up taking back over, and then Mm -hmm. he went and made freaking uh crimson peak and shape of water right god shape of water is so good <laughs> love that movie it's a good one so i mean he's he's fucking intelligent oh no he's and yeah, he's he's, he's, he's tried working on video games and stuff like that right i mean he has worked on video games uh he there was a silent hill video game that he was making with uh i forget his name i'm gonna get shot for forgetting his name my brother's gonna kill me oh uh, guy made the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, I want to say it's Hideo Kojima. I think that's right. Uh, they were they were gonna partner together on a Silent Hill game with Norman Reedus in it. Okay, and it ended up falling through, and uh, it caused a whole lot of fucking problems in the gaming community. Right, oh, people wow. were fucking pissed. They're waiting for that. Huh? So he he's always involved in these great grandiose projects. And so many of them falling out because he's so busy and trying to do so many different things. Right. And what he puts out is fantastic shit. At one point, he was going to make Pacific Rim 2. Oh, yeah. Which I read his plot line for that the other day. So much fucking better than the than what we got. Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. God, that movie pissed me off to no end. And I still I could still watch it. Like, it's semi-enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even hold a candle to Pacific Rim, though. Wow. Yeah, no, no. Oh, Not no. even remotely. Not even close. Not even close. Which, that is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I have a big-ass Gypsy Danger statue right yep. there. Right there. And I can listen to that <laughs> soundtrack all goddamn day along with the guitar riffs and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, so good. So good. But I'm, I'm curious, like, all right, he's done, obviously, his supernatural superhero. He's done giant monsters, giant robots. He's done horror. He's done fantasy. He's now right. done the biggest mindfuck movie of all time. Is, what's is. what's next on his docket? You know, yeah, no doubt. 
You wanna you wanna hit me with your old score? Score? Uh this one this one's I, I I like this movie a lot. I thought it was very cerebral, very beautiful, uh and insanely well acted. Hey I, I would give this an eight nine. An eight nine? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight point five out of mm-hmm. ten. Yeah. Just cause well, A, this is the second movie or Tony or not Tony Clip, but uh Kate Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping with the main hero yeah. while he was married to somebody else. <laughs> what the fuck is up with her lately? Yeah, it's wild. Uh yeah, definitely an eight five. Like I enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to watching again. Right. But I just feel like the marketing did a disservice because I was expecting something totally and I only watched like one trailer leading up to it. Like I wasn't right. I was paying attention to when it was being released, but I wasn't paying attention to the marketing so much. I knew I wanted to watch it. I didn't really care too much. Mm-hmm. So the one trailer I watched, I was like, okay, we're in for a supernatural ride. And then I just got a fucking thriller, psychological, yeah, holy crapness. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, when you started thinking, when you start realizing, okay, he really doesn't have any powers or, you know, he's being a, he's just a con artist. You're like, oh, this is just going to be a straightforward movie. Honestly, yeah. when the first trailer came out, I thought he was a detective or something. Oh, really? Yeah, because just like oh. the way his outfit was and everything. Yeah. I thought he was an old-timey detective. Okay. okay. And he was like investigating undercover this supernatural carnival or something along those lines. Like it just, I guess I really didn't pay that close attention to the trailer. I was just like, oh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, Guillermo del Toro made this. Fuck it, I'm in. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I've, I paid no heed to it. I, I was, I paid enough attention to see that, okay, he's going to be either he's going to be a monster. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Right. And he's going to be a monster and you know, argument can be, be hunting him down or whatever. Yeah. You know? So that's what I thought. Argument but. can be made that he ended up being a monster. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It's a, Whew. yeah. And again, it's a psychological thrill ride. And it's one of those movies that once it's over and done with, you're like, Oh, 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 like, mm-hmm. damn, that was a, uh, took me for a spin on that one. Was not, it was almost six cents level. But not many people are going to talk about it in that way. I agree with you. You know? I agree with you. It's like, okay, we started off with this, but by the end of it, we're total 180, backwards, spiraling uh-huh. downwards. Like, And even when it ended, I heard people in the theater around me go, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that's yeah, that that's was, where we're at. That was it. It was, I mean, but it was, it, it, I couldn't see anybody going, having a negative what the fuck. It was, no, I couldn't you know, either. It's but, just like, it's a, wow, what the fuck? That was that was interesting. Do you know what it's sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes right now? No. So like leading up to the release, I heard that it was on par with Shape of Water. Oh wow. Which I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's really good. I don't know if it's on par with Shape yeah. of Water. It's sitting at an eighty one percent of Rotten Tomatoes saying while it may not hit quite as hard as the original, there's an original? 47, yeah, 1947. Uh, Guillermo Toro's Nightmare Alley is a modern noir thriller with a pleasantly pulpy spin. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. It was uh, uh, original in 1947. It was based off a book. Uh, he said he went directly towards directly to the book. He didn't even take too much from the 1947 movie. Um, but, the second feature film adaption of Gresham's novel following the 1947 version. Yeah. But yeah, he... Uh, I guess the 1947 version there uh, snuck a lot of things past the, the, you know, the code at that time. And 
everything except for pretty much the ending. They they got a lot of really uh, hard stuff into right. that movie in the first in nineteen forty seven. Okay, hard stuff for that time frame yeah. isn't shit to it us isn't nowadays. Shit to now, but yeah, but I mean, ain't no. To be fair, then. a PG movie or a G movie back in those days also had a whole lot of nudity too. Yeah. So I'm shit. I remember watching Clash of Titans, and it was like, oh, it's yeah. PG. There's some titties and ass in this movie. Yeah. I'm really confused yeah, yeah. here. Like, uh-huh. I'm looking around like, well, my parents are letting me watch this. It's PG, but uh, there boobies? What? Boobies. <laughs> like, okay. Not going to say nothing. There won't start none. There won't be none. There you go. I didn't even know there was an original one. That just kind of. Okay. Yeah. So it definitely does end quite differently than. Uh, this one does because mm-hmm. this one ends on a very dour yes same fuck no dour note yeah I'll tell you what they could not have picked uh, worse timing to release this movie though and that always seems to happen with his movies dude whoever's in charge of pushing his Push movies me? out why would you go up against Spider Man why would anything go up against Spider Man I mean they should have just kept every uh, two weeks ago would have been perfect. A week ago, when there's really it. nothing, yeah, you're pushing and it, not much out, but you're still pushing it because you can't, you know, the next week you're just going to have a automatic drop. Okay, well, okay, next week you got the Matrix mm-hmm. and Kingsman. Yeah, Karen fucking to you, Spider Man's still going to end up as number oh, one. Hell yeah, like Matrix hell is going to do yeah. well because everybody's hyped for it. Yeah, but nowhere near but to the level Spider Man. It's is. a day and date release too. Yeah, it's so HBO going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could have you could have put this movie two you know two weeks prior to this, and it would have been a, a lot better place. Yeah, or just wait until beginning of next year. January yeah. January's windows of stuff oh, is yes. good, but it's not yeah. great. You right. could have definitely put this out in January, no doubt, and it would have been a fucking solid time to put it out. I think, no doubt. I mean, we've talked about this before. Anytime you go up against a Marvel movie, you better be fucking prepared to lose. Marvel movies are nine out of ten times going to win the box office. Notoriously. Yes. Yeah. Rightfully so, especially with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which buckle in for next episode. That's Wee-hoo. We're in for a long haul on that one. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. And I'm already going to say it right now. If you have yet to see Spider-Man, do not even click on that episode. Just just, just fucking watch it and then talk to us. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Stay. Keep try to keep yourself away from any reviews on ah, Spider Man. So hard though. Spoilers. Everybody's going to be talking about it. Shit. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. Even when I walked into work the next day after watching, everybody's like, "Did you like it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was really good." Okay, I don't want to hear anything else from you. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, like, my wife hasn't even seen it yet, and she's like, "Okay, I don't want spoilers." I'm like, I wouldn't do that to you. That's yeah. just mean. Like, I want you to experience it the way I did. Yep. Exactly. Now I knew some spoilers going in. But it wasn't to the degree where I was bummed out by knowing those. Spoilers. Oh yeah, no. So no, good deal. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, we knew we picked up on some. There were rumors of things and all this right. kind of stuff. So I mean, you know, it's there. But that's about it. We yeah, get for that right now. No, that's next. That's next one. So anything else cool. in Nightmare Alley? Chat? No, man. Uh, I, honestly, I would tell you go see it. Yeah, definitely. I think go see it. Even well, in theaters, because, I mean, yeah, it, the beauty and the scope of this movie is awesome. It's very dark. Yes. It's a dark movie. Uh, definitely see it in theaters. Spider-Man's going to be packed for a while. Yeah. If you're looking for something to bide your time until you can go see Spider-Man, definitely Watch see the next this. one. Yeah. yeah. 
This is definitely of the Excuse four me. that have been released. Yes. This is definitely one of the ones you should go see in theaters while you can. Yeah, I agree. Because the dark atmosphere and everything kind of plays tends into to it, it yeah. really well. Oh, freaking when he the the two death scenes, the two big death scenes in this movie, mm-hmm. I was not prepared for how gory and brutal. Oh, when he beat the, the shit out of him. Broke oh his nose gosh. off. I was oh. like, oh, God. And they he's closed pull, in on he's it. he's pulling his teeth out of his knuckles oh. later. Oh, And then he ran over that dude with the yes, car and his brains man. all smashed oh, in. Dude. I was like, God oh, damn. Wow. Okay. So on that note. Yeah. <laughs> until next Go time. That. Peace. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.